Hey guys, I'm Amy. And I'm Britt. We're hosts of Still Not Ready, a podcast about our favorite Canadian teen drama from the 90s, Ready or Not. We know what you're thinking. Another podcast that breaks down episodes of old TV shows. Well, yeah, but there is so much more to our story. When we started our podcast, we searched for and followed anything and everything that had to do with the show, Ready or Not. We were pleasantly surprised when the star of the show, Laura Bertram, slid into our DMs and offered her support. She even started sharing our episodes on all of the Ready or Not Facebook groups where there were thousands of Ready or Not fans. As a brand new podcast, we were loving it. Oh, hell yeah. But this is where things took a wild and shocking turn for the worse. Suddenly, Laura and everyone connected to her online were completely tearing our podcast apart. They called us perverts, bigots, bullies. They said we were stalking Laura Bertram and her whole family. Which we don't think we do. They even started a petition to get our podcast removed from the internet. It got over 600 signatures. Very worried and concerned, we started deep diving into all of Laura Bertram's social media accounts, and there were a lot of them. We soon realized Laura Bertram may not be who we think she is. We even contacted MTV's Catfish. And you do not want to miss what happened next. Coming soon is our brand new spinoff series, Laura Bertram, Is That You?, where we tell the whole story Unraveled by us, Amy and Britt. Find us on Instagram at Still Not Ready Pod and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, my friends. Season two. Here we are against all odds. Britt, can you believe it? I can't believe all those 700 people didn't make a big enough impact. We're here. We're still here. <laughs> Oh, no. I feel so out of the loop with Busy and Amanda. I know. It's been forever. It's time to get reacquainted. Today, we're breaking down the season two premiere, Beyond the Birds and the Bees. This episode is a stinking doozy. I have to say, I think it's my favorite one so far. (laughs) It's really good. It's Um, so good. Where did we leave off in season one? Oh, my gosh. I barely remember. Busy's mom is on a momcation. Yeah, Busy's mom leaves, and Busy and Troy had their first kiss. Yeah, and that's about it. (laughs) Okay, let's make this happen. Thanks for coming along for the ride. I'm Amy. And I'm Britt. You're listening to Still Not Ready, the original podcast about our favorite Canadian teen drama from the 90s, the super cringy, Ready or Not. Okay, Britt, I think we'll start with some Insta shoutouts. Oh boy, I'm excited. As per usual, we can be reached at Still Not Ready Pod on Instagram for all your trolling needs. <laughs> Britt, did you have a favorite troll in the last couple weeks? Oh man, yeah. The best comment I think we ever got. And this is a public one on our Instagram, so people can see it. It's there for the world to see. Pathetic boars. More like a shit cast. (laughs) (laughs) 
every time I read it, I laugh because I think it's so funny. Because I also think, how had no one else thought of? I'm sure someone else has thought of shit cast, but how come no one else has called us that yet? Shit cast, it's so good. That one was an LOL for me too. Just fills you with all the warm and fuzzies, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, I guess we are. We can be very boring. I'm sure. I do appreciate the creativity with the shit and podcast amalgamation. Yeah. We've really hit it big now, haven't we? That's the first time I've sworn on the podcast. Oh, no. Do you want me to bleep it out? (laughs) Yeah, maybe we should have a bleep. Bleep (laughs) cast. (laughs) More like a bleep cast, and then people can go to our Instagram to see what it really says. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I should say as well, since the release of our spinoff teaser that you just heard at the beginning of the episode, we have had a ton of listeners and or fans of the show reaching out on Instagram for a variety of reasons, and we do appreciate that. Rather than any other avenue, how's that? Okay, season two of Ready or Not, I do believe we've moved on to grade seven in this season. What do you remember about grade seven, Britt? Okay, so I went to a new school because I started French immersion, so I had to go to the grade seven, eight school. Okay. It was exciting because it was kind of like a whole new class and I don't think I knew anyone in my class oh that's an awkward age to move into a new school <clears throat> yeah a but bunch it was of a, new people I did know someone in my class I forgot my other best friend from grade six did come with me but I think very quickly left and went to another school <laughs> she bailed yeah <laughs> okay I think I got my braces off in grade seven. Ooh, that's big time I also have this very clear memory of a book report I did in grade seven for a book that I had not read, Indian in the Cupboard, I believe it was. It was one of those oral book reports. So like stand up in front of the class and talk about the book. I like quickly read the back of the book and thought I could just like wing it. I got up there and just like bombed, bombed so freaking hard could not even remember the name of the main character. I remember asking the person sitting in the front row what the character's name was, and she just, like, looked at me and smiled, like, shook her head. She knew, but she was not telling me. (laughs) It was bad. I feel like there are, like, so many of those situations I can think back on where, like, honesty would have just been the best policy. Like, hey, Mr. Smelsky... I didn't read the book. Like, I'm not prepared. Is it possible that I can just do this tomorrow? I feel like grade seven is when all my, like, organizational and study habits were really ingrained. Like, because my school projects in grade seven were on point. Oh, God. I really blew it with this one. I, I should have just, like, asked him if I could do it the next day, though, so I could at least go home and watch the movie, right? At least. (laughs) I still to this day haven't read that book, so... (laughs) I've seen the movie a few times. So we had a little glitch in the Matrix when some of the Ready or Not episodes started being taken down from the YouTube channel we've been watching them on. Yeah, that was a scary moment there. We didn't know what we were going to do. Do we have to switch to Breaker High now? But they were quickly uploaded back onto Encore Plus, so who knows what was going on there. I don't know what these people are trying to do to us. And Encore Plus on YouTube seems to be available like worldwide. Yes, I think so. If you read the comments, some of the comments are in 
other languages other than English, which would make me think they're watching them in other countries. Yeah. So just to reiterate, just Google Ready or Not and you can find all the episodes. Yay. Quick googly goo. Okay. Next page. So we thought long and hard about which segments we want to bring back for season two and which we should change. And we freaking like our segments, so most of them are going to stay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I guess if you have a suggestion or you really hate one of our segments, send us a message at (laughs) StillNotReadyPod. So starting with the time warp, bring us back to the original air date of the episode, Britt. So I did the time warp a bit differently, and I'm doing it based on the day that our episode is released. Okay. So when you're listening to our episode, you can take yourself back to May 27th, 1994. What was the vibe like then? Okay. So the number one song, I Swear, by All For One. And I swear. Yeah, I think we by all the probably. the moon and the stars in the sky. I wasn't in grade seven in 1994, but I think by the time I got to grade seven, that was definitely in the school dance rotation. <laughs> Famous birthdays. Okay. Let's see if you know any of these people. Doopy Do Over, Sierra Fry. Wait, is that one person? No, two people. These are two different people born on May 27, 94. Doopy? <laughs> Do-over. No idea. It's got to be a YouTuber or something. Yeah. It's crazy because famous YouTubers are just not a thing for me. <laughs> I don't know any YouTubers except, right. for, so, except for Blippi because I have a three-year-old. <laughs> so it's crazy to think that they are now included in famous birthdays because I have no idea who they are. How old are they? How old are they right now? They were born 94, so um, 27. Whoa, almost 30. No, no, no. 26. 26. Okay, still almost 30. 26. What yeah. was the other one? Sierra Fry. Yeah. Who the frig is that? I don't know. YouTuber. Oh, another YouTuber. Yeah, they're all oh, YouTubers. They're all YouTubers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a movie that came out in the cinemas when you could still go see a movie was The Flintstones. Oh, good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I remember some kid in my class who went to see it like on opening night and he came and his big announcement was Pebbles isn't played by one of the Olsen twins. <laughs> like you all thought. <laughs> That's a cute comment. In season two, episode one, what do we have for a synopsis? While babysitting, Busy and Amanda find the fully illustrated guide to sex. The book ends up in the hands of Monkey Ears, who looks to make a profit off of the kid's curiosity. (laughs) Oh, man. It's good. Here we go. Ready or not. Can't wait another day. A little in shock. We've got Busy played by Lonnie Billard, Amanda played by Laura Bertram. Same theme and opening credits in season two as we had in season one. Nothing new there. We're back in the photo booth. In our opening scene, Busy is reading Amanda a romance novel. The front of it says, Love Sick Babes? I think that's what it says. <laughs> Which I believe is not a real book. They just made it as a prop. There are some questions about that in the YouTube comments. Well, And that was the consensus. Also, don't Google Love Sick Babes. 
Oh, yeah. Well, we just saved everyone a lot of awkward internet searches. (laughs) Okay, it's like a Sunday morning. The girls have just gotten up. It's a sleepover at Amanda's. They've both got their jam jams on. They're eating chocolate from a heart-shaped box. Which was a bit confusing because, is it Valentine's Day? We missed the end of grade six. So are we it? Halfway I don't think through grade I don't seven? think we're at Valentine's Day. I think maybe Amanda just picked it up because she's into romance right now. But a great way to start your day, either way. <laughs> um, so they're both kind of taking turns reading this novel. It's like softcore porny. Oh my god, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> they're acting all shocked and grossed out, but interested. Yeah, they're curious. Busy's rolling her eyes a bit. Amanda's like, I don't believe you don't believe in romance. What about you and Troy? Uh, They talk a little bit about one day making love. I think Amanda's got some new posters on her wall this season. All I saw was Dylan. Dylan from 90210. Luke Perry, rest in peace. I saw Joey Lawrence had been added. Oh, you did? (laughs) Yeah, big one. Whoa. Well, so Amanda says she got the romance novel free with her deodorant. Okay, so this is a funny conversation. Busy says, since when do you wear deodorant? But I think grade seven is accurate on that. Yeah, that's what I had thought. I think that's an acceptable time that you'd start wearing deodorant for sure. Amanda says, since she started reeking. Okay, you can't smell yourself reeking, can you? Well, I think you can if it's maybe out of the norm. Like, like if, if you excessive reeking? <laughs> right. Like, you know, that day you maybe had forgotten to put on deodorant and you're doing something and you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot my deodorant. But yes, I would agree that that's what they tell you, right? When you're a kid that you might not know that you smell. So just wear it. Well, Amanda says she doesn't want to end up like Diane Vinkleton with a note on her desk telling her about her B.O., Busy says she wrote that note. I was shocked. Why? Busy's got like a bit of an edge, right? Yeah, I guess she can be a little sassy. But I thought, I could never have done that. Written a (laughs) note to someone? But notes are so anonymous. Well, I guess. Until they can tell it's the purple pen you always use or something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Time out for a second. Have I ever told you about how I was the stinky kid in grade school? I think you've personally told me, but I don't know if you've shared that with our listeners. (laughs) Okay. So one of my, like, best friends told me, like, years later, like, maybe at the end of high school or, like, when I was in my early 20s, I was old enough to have, like, a good laugh about it. And I kind of, like, mentioned it as a joke to a few other people, and they all confirmed it. (laughs) I was pretty shocked when you told me because... I don't know, you to me seem like someone who would be like hyper aware of that stuff maybe or the fact that you had an older sister, I thought she would have like had your back a bit. Oh, wait, this reminds me. I think I did talk about this in one of the episodes because I remember saying my sister never got close enough to me because she hated me. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you did. Oh, no, am I already repeating stories in season two? Well, it's been a pretty uneventful year. There's not much to tell. (laughs) Okay. So the girls in this season also look pretty similar to how they looked in the first season. Like same haircuts, 
They look a little bit older, but... I think Busy looked a little bit older. Someone told me, okay, when you watch season two, like, really pay attention. Do they look really different to indicate has, you know, a year gone by before they started filming the second season? I don't think they look much different. I think Busy looks a little more, like, mature looking. Okay, but that can happen at that age just in a few months, right? Oh, yeah. My biggest, like, age gap that I thought was the most noticeable was after the pilot episode. I felt like they looked super young in the pilot episode. Even when we got to the second episode of season one, I felt like they already looked a little bit older. So Amanda's talking about what her first time might be like. She says there'll be a roaring fire, lots of velvet cushions, something cozy, she says. I think it's kind of nice that she's such a romantic. (laughs) Yeah, but she's in for a rude awakening, I think. But that's why I think that's the nice thing about the innocence of being like 12, 13. You don't have the chip on your shoulder. You haven't watched American Pie, you know, so you have this like, Nice view of the world. Your heart hasn't been broken yet. Yeah, exactly. Wait, just a thought. Do the girls lose their virginity in the show? You know what? I don't think so. I was trying to think today about certain topics that aren't tackled in Ready or Not versus, you know, Degrassi, right? There's. I don't think there's a teen pregnancy in Ready or Not. I can't think of off the top of my head. But again, I'm just like watching these as we go. The last time I watched them, I was 10 years old. So yeah, I can't I honestly don't remember. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Okay, the phone rings. Amanda picks it up. And it's for her dad. So she goes to get him. And she walks in on her parents. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is the worst. (laughs) This was the worst. It was so uncomfortable. I thought, though, I thought it did a really good job by sort of panning to Amanda's face and her looking awkward. And then the music was kind of funny, too. Like, it was like, boing, boing, boing. (laughs) Well, the parents are like, the parents are like LOLing. Yeah. It's like a a playful scene, but we all know what's happening. And I think that was deliberate, right? This is a show for kids. So you don't want something sort of... Like sweaty. <laughs> and and weird and like... Okay. I think it was perfect. It was the perfect sort of not showing too much. We get what's going on. Right, right. Okay, let's talk about how long Amanda stays in the room once she realizes what's happening. Well, I guess that was just for the show. A little too long. <laughs> Uh, the scene actually cuts before she leaves. Oh, that's true, yeah. Like, she doesn't go just go, like, running out or just, like, quickly slam the door and leave. <laughs> she, like, walks right on in. She's, like, three feet in the room, and then she just stands there and is, like, <laughs> pulling on the collar of her shirt all weird. <laughs> She's so shocked by what she sees she can't move. <laughs> She's in shock. Uh, so then we get this awkward breakfast scene. Her dad's, like... Uh, about this morning, uh, if you have any questions, uh, <laughs> come that on. That would be so awful, Mr. Zim. Yeah, come on, Mr. Zim. Like, why you gotta be so cringy? Okay, Amanda runs out. She's got a babysitting gig. Um, so later on, Busy shows up at Amanda's babysitting job. The kids have just gone to bed. 
Okay, did you babysit much? Uh, yeah, a lot. Okay. A lot. I, I never did, but I always wondered what the deal was with, like, having boyfriends or friends come over, like, after the kids are asleep. I mostly did a lot of my babysitting either by myself or it was, like, prearranged that it was me and my friend. Like, I remember once on New Year's Eve, I think, like, in grade nine, me and a friend babysat. But it was, like, they knew it was the both of us. Yeah, but, like, in movies and TV shows, it's always, like, oh, yeah, come on over to this, like, random house I'm babysitting at. And we'll, Well, like, make out on the couch. Yeah. (laughs) See, I have to say, I think by the time I was in high school, I wasn't babysitting anymore because I had, like, a real job. Right. Like, I got a, you know, I had my own after-school job. So I wasn't. When you're in grade seven, like, you're not inviting a boy over to where you're babysitting. (laughs) But maybe your bud biz. Yeah. A friend's fine. (laughs) Okay. So the girls are complaining there's no food at the Borensteins, and they don't have a TV. Which, why did you ever agree to babysit? They don't even have a TV, and they're not even giving you snacks? (laughs) Yeah, there wasn't anything in that fridge. So Busy is, like, snooping around, and she finds a book. A Complete Guide to Sex. I thought it was good that they found, like, a real book as opposed to, like, what a lot of these shows do, where it might be, like, a Playboy magazine or something. Oh, like it's an actual, like, guide rather than, like, something trashy. Yeah, or I guess in a lot of shows, it's always the Kama Sutra. That's true. But I think think this book is something similar to that. It was nice to see something different, and I thought that they made it a little more classy by making it, like, the complete illustrated guide. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So Busy wants to look... Amanda says she isn't interested, but she's doing that whole, like, no, no, no way, but I want to thing. Yeah. You don't (laughs) want to admit you're curious, I think, at this age. So they decide to look. Busy's asking which way Amanda's parents were doing it. Amanda doesn't want to know. So Amanda seems confused by all the hair she sees in the pics. Okay. My question, this is a little off topic, but... How old are Amanda and Busy in real life? Like the actors that play them, how old are they in real life? Do I we think, know? I think they're only a few years older than. Okay. Or around the same age. I thought we figured that out earlier on. Around the did. same age. Around the same age. I guess what I'm wondering is obviously they're not letting the kids look at the real book. Do you think it's a real book or another prop? Oh, I don't know. But okay, let's say... I dare you to Google a complete guide to sex, Brit. (laughs) Okay, even if it is real, there's no way they're letting them look at the real book, right? Like, it would just be blank pages on the inside? Uh, I suppose it depends on whether or not it's real and what the pictures actually look like. Because they are, like, leafing through the whole book. Yeah. Yeah, so Busy also wants to know how you know what to do if you don't have the manual. (laughs) <laughs> I think these are all questions that today kids just Google. Back in 1994, you'd have to ask your friends these things. <laughs> so they're gawking at all the photos, and the Borensteins arrive home early. Uh-oh. Amanda panics, shoves the book in her own backpack, and leaves with it. 
Bad move. (laughs) So back at Amanda's, she's in her room reading the book, and her mom walks in, almost catches her. Close call. Uh Uh-oh. But she's come in to ask Amanda if she has any questions about what she saw that morning. Uh, What do you think about the parents' reactions in this episode? I think I need to save my reaction for the end because there's more to come. So I think my tune changes a little. Okay. I did think it was good, I guess, that both the parents on the same day, like, addressed it. Yeah. Because part of me thought, oh, should they both sit her down together? But I don't think that's the way because she might feel more comfortable talking to one over the other. If they're both there, it's even worse. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. So the girls are now at school. It's like after gym class, Busy says the worst part about seventh grade is taking showers, which I never did in grade school, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think my school had showers for grade sevens. I know we had showers in our grade school, but it was just like where the eighth graders went to make out. Oh, did you go to a school just for grade seven and eight? No, it was four to eight. See, I don't think my school even had... We were just a seven and eight school. So I don't think they had showers. Did you have a lot of stinky kids? No, but I mean, gym class in grade seven was nothing that strenuous. <laughs> well, and you had your gym clothes. Like, that was the first year you had to have gym-specific, like, uniform, right? You had to change. You had to remember your gym clothes. Yes. Exactly. And do you remember, like, some kids would just, like, wear the same gym clothes the whole year and just put them back in their locker? <laughs> Okay, so there's a fire alarm, and Amanda quickly grabs her stuff and runs out. And Monkey Ears spots the sex guide in Amanda's backpack. Wait a second, did you recognize the gym teacher? Is she from something? Yeah. Here's the thing, I recognize her, but then when I, like, searched her IMDb to see what I recognized her from, I realized she's just been in other episodes of Freddy or Not. (laughs) No, she was the lunch lady in Degrassi. Okay, so she's yeah. like typecast. <laughs> she looks so familiar. I'm like, I did the same thing, and she was in Tommy Boy. I'm like, oh, I don't remember her from that. Probably is something small. I think I was browsing YouTube comments, and yeah, Degrassi, she was the lunch lady. Somebody said she was the lunch lady in Degrassi. She's very tiny because she's like dry. Well, the scene's coming up, but she's with monkey ears in one scene, and they're, like, the same height. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Monkey ears spots the sex guide in Amanda's backpack and steals it, stuffs it under his sweatshirt. He's rocking the very 90s plaid flannel pants look in this scene. Well, and I'm just about to call Style Watch, which is the part of the episode where we pick Our favorite style, either from the 90s or something that's maybe made a comeback already. And I was saying it's Monkey Ears' sweatshirt. Oh, it's like big graphic design, right? Yeah, and I honestly, I can't fully read what it says, but it says too good at the top. And then it looks like it's a bear and then there's still something underneath. But I can't see what it says. Oh, but you like it because it's a crew neck. Yeah, we're calling the crew neck oversized sweatshirt. That's a thing. It's been a thing. What about the plaid pants? Can the plaid pants come back too? Yeah, I didn't even really fully notice the plaid pants. (laughs) I wore a lot of plaid pants in grade school with matching Northern Getaway sweatshirts. (laughs) Okay, 
the girls run into Troy, things are still a little awkward between Troy and Busy in the season one finale, Busy and Troy kiss, but they aren't officially BF and GF yet. No, there's not a label on it. No labels. <laughs> so Amanda realizes she's lost the sex guide. Busy's like, why are you still carrying it around? But <laughs> really, question. though, like, why, why did she bring it to school? So Busy and Amanda are having a little after-school peanut butter on salary. Gross. Amanda's trying to figure out what she's going to do about the lost book. Her parents come home. Busy bails fast. <laughs> yeah, very fast. So I don't know what the purpose of this next scene is. We're at Busy's house. Busy's brother Dom is sitting on her older brother Manny's motorcycle. He's like checking himself out in the mirror. And Busy walks in and asks him if he's ever done it. Yeah, I found it was sort of interesting that she went to Dom. I would have thought maybe maybe Frankie she would have gone to to talk about it. Uh, But maybe Dom's a little older. So Well, yeah. (laughs) He is, so, but I I don't know. Okay, but I don't have an older brother, but this seems like a bit of an odd relationship, right? Would you ask your older brother if he's ever done it? Well, I guess it's a hard thing to know because I also don't have an older brother. My instincts would say, no, you wouldn't. But I also think Busy is still a little naive about it. So maybe she doesn't understand how weird it is to ask her brother. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they're not at, she's not at the point where she's uncomfortable asking yet. Like give it a year or two, she probably won't be asking him anymore. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay. So Manny comes in, he makes fun of Dom, calls him Mr. First Base. Um, so we're finding out that Dom is a virgin. Not sure if that is relevant info going forward but we'll make a mental note did you not catch the joke was it dom to manny or manny to dom that the last date he had was with mrs hand and her five daughters right so a that took me a second to get but b what i liked about it was i thought it's the classic no kid watching that understood that joke that was purely for the parent who's watching along or a couple podcasters, like, 30 years later, re-watching all the episodes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was also a bit surprising because I found So Far Ready or Not has been very, like, PG. And so that joke, I thought, was definitely a little more PG-13 than they've ever been before. Right. And then we also get, like, Man- I don't think Manny even gets the joke, or he's not supposed to get the joke. And then they- we also get, like, a confused look on Busy's face, too. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they're all confused. Yeah, good catch. Good catch. So now back at school, Monkey Ears has made photocopies of the pictures in the sex guide, and he's selling them to the kids at school. Oh, Monkey Ears. (laughs) He's got a trench coat on, and he has the pictures inside the trench coat. He's wearing sunglasses and a fedora in order to go, like, incognito in the school halls. Yeah. That's what I had written down, that he was trying to go incognito, (laughs) but he did the exact opposite. Well, lots of kids are lining up to buy these photos. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a little girl who's like, what, six? Well, that was a bit awkward, right? Like, she must, 
have been, maybe she was a grade sixer. Okay, she looks super young and she like lines up, <laughs> takes a look and points at one. And so she wants that and then like hands over her quarter. Uh, I think it's supposed to be like a bit of a joke though. Like, oh, even the, li- even the little girl wants one, right? Yeah, a little tongue uh, yeah. <laughs> so Monkey Ears gets busted by the gym teacher. He does the walk of shame through the halls to the principal's office. And Monkey Ears throws Amanda under the bus, says it was her book. Uh, yeah, well, you photocopied it, Monkey Ears. Amanda. <laughs> yeah, and then there's a quick shot of the flyers he's been selling in this scene. And we see that the photos are just drawings. They aren't like live photos of people having sex. Okay. I think I missed that. It must have been so fast. It was very fast. It was like when the gym teacher like had them rolled up and she's like waving them around. Okay. (laughs) So Amanda goes to the principal's office and they call her mom at work. That seemed a little excessive. Like... Is what Amanda did that bad? Like, it warrants a phone call home to say, this is what happened, but this isn't interrupt your workday kind of situation. Or, like, call and leave a message at my house so I can get home after school before my parents get home and erase it from the answering machine. Exactly. (laughs) Come on, principal. (laughs) Uh, Her mom wants to have a long talk with her. So we get a dreaded. Yeah, we get a bit of the talk with Amanda and her mom, and it seems not bad for what it is. I think that that was a little bit ahead of its time, that conversation, because I think in most other U.S. shows you watch, they always compare it like literally to birds and bees or bees and flowers or something. It was uh, pretty literal what Mrs. Zim was telling Amanda. Yeah. She was using the correct words for the anatomy. I think now is what parents are told that they're supposed to do. So I thought it was actually pretty good. I think Mrs. Zim came through. Not bad, Mrs. Zim. Amanda also finds out her mom lost her virginity to someone who wasn't her dad. OMG. She's very intrigued by this story. Okay, so Amanda's parents have asked her to take the book back to the Borensteins and say she's sorry, which, come on, like, just sneak it back in next time you babysit, right? Which I think is eventually what Amanda says she's going to do. She's not saying anything. No sorries. No sorries. I know we're Canadian, but come on. Amanda thinks they're going to think she's a perv. Busy's like, they're the pervs. So many pervs. <laughs> accurate. Accurate for grade school. Oh, everyone's, yeah, of course she's going to think that. Everyone's a perv. Yeah. Uh, so the girls read a little more of lovesick babes, eat some Twizzlers. Busy says she's not even going to do it when she's married. The end. <laughs> I have to say, I think this was a pretty good episode. Oh, this is an awesome premiere episode i think it was so good too because i think they handled such an uncomfortable topic in a really good way they didn't make it trashy it wasn't sleazy and it was kind of honest i think parents could have watched this with their kids and not been so uncomfortable they had to like leave the room midway through 
Yeah, it's watchable for everyone. The writers of this show really know how to hit the ground running. I feel like if you weren't into season one of Ready or Not, they're going to get you with the premiere of season two. We've moved on from a first kiss. Like, oh, it's definitely, yeah. It's kind of, you know, now they're in grade seven. So the things that they're talking about are a little bit more adult. We're getting a little bit more racy. Yeah. It was like, it was comfortable. Even though it was cringy to watch it, especially when she walked in on her parents, it was good. We're at status comfortable cringe in season two. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. What life lessons are we getting in this episode? Well, I guess don't steal books. Don't hustle softcore porn at school. And your mom is there if you have some questions. Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to get across, that it's okay to be curious about sex as a kid. Amanda's parents did a great job about addressing things without giving Amanda too much of a hard time. Yeah, I agree. I thought, well, Amanda sort of said after their conversation that, oh, this seems a bit gross. And then Mrs. Zim said, it's okay to feel like that now, but once you change your mind, talk to me about it. Let's have another talk. Yeah. It's the same thing when you're little and boys have cooties, but then all of a sudden you like them. <laughs> they, you don't know, got, like, they don't got cooties anymore. Right. So I thought that was good. I think this is the best Mrs. Zim has ever been in her parenting. <laughs> this is a good one for Mrs. Zim. Yeah. I think, though, if the roles were reversed and Busy was the one caught with the sex book, I think we would have a, a pretty different ending. I think so, too, because Busy's parents are so, they're a lot more sort of traditional. I read somewhere that Mrs. Zim was a little bit, you know, a hippie before. So it was a little bit more open about some of these things, whereas I think the Ramon family is a little more closed off. Well, I don't think Mr. Ramon would have mentioned anything at breakfast. Uh, no, he would not. <laughs> okay, that's it for today. Thanks so much for joining us. Big favor to ask, if you don't mind, we have entered our spin-off teaser into a contest over at MyRoadCast.com. That's my, R-O-D-E-C-A-S-T. Head on over and cast your vote for the People's Choice Award. We would very much appreciate it. The link to cast that vote will be posted in the show notes of this episode. If you're having trouble finding it or for any other reason, please hit us up on Instagram at stillnotreadypod. Find us there and let us know. Was there a stinky kid at your school? Did you ever walk in on your parents? Did your parents have the birds and the bees talk with you? Thanks for listening. I'm Amy. And I'm Britt. And you've just found out we're still not ready.